Hello mga kabetchang! Yes, I am back. Kamusta kayong lahat? Hopefully, nag-behave kayo habang wala ako dito. Oo. Mm-hmm. Kaya ako nawala dahil hindi tayo okay mentally and financially. Oo. Kaya naman, I took a break for a couple of weeks. And here I am. I'm back. And, you know, fighting. Anyway, alam nyo naman na this segment here on my channel is not about me. So, kaya naman, kumusta kayong lahat? It's me, your gay detective, Martin Rules, and welcome back to my channel. And you know what time it is. It's Philippine True Crime Stories. Welcome, welcome here on my channel, mga kabechang. And I hope you guys, girls, and my non-binary friends are safe and healthy. Kung bago kayo sa aking channel, hello, my name is Martin. At tuwing Huwebes, gumagawa ako ng video tungkol sa totoong krimen o misteryo na nangyari sa Pilipinas habang nagmi-makeup. Kaya naman kung interesado ka sa gantong klaseng content, I highly suggest na mag-subscribe ka na sa aking channel dahil deservancy mga mare. O diba nga? Chaz! Huwag mo rin kalimutan na i-click yung bell button para naman ma-update ka or makalampag ka pag meron tayong bagong uploads. And lastly, if you have any questions tungkol sa topic natin for today, or sa mga makeup na i-apply ko, huwag kayong mahihayaan na magtanong sa comment section below. Okay, so last time, kung natatandaan nyo pa, pinag-usapan natin yung killing spree ni Andrew Cunanan, and today naman, we are going to talk about the Sierra Cordito double murder case. By the way, shoutout nga pala sa nag-recommend ito. Hindi ko naman kita yung comment mo, Zyle, pero, you know, shoutout, you know who you are. Kung ikaw rin ay manalaman na true crime or mystery na nangyari sa Pilipinas or kahit sa ibang bansa, na involve ang Filipino or mga Filipino, let me know sa comment section below at pag-uusapan natin yan sa mga susunod na episodes. By the way, bago tayo mag-start, yes, kailangan natin i-feature ang mahiwagang top na ito dahil from G-O-O-T-D ito, it's actually a bikini na pwede nyo suotin this summer, although yung mga bagyo na parating, after ng bagyo, pumili na kayo sa G-O-O-T-D dahil murang-mura lang may mga brands doon like um, Sheen or Zaful or may ibang mga designs na super interesting kahit na walang tatak na brand, ganyan. So, sobrang ganda. Check out nyo yung um, Facebook page nila and IG. It's G-O-O-T-D. Para naman sa mga ganto klaseng, di ba, alluring. Alluring. <laughs> alluring and sobrang captivating na mga ano, bikinis. O, oh, diba? Ginawa ko lang siyang top te. O, oh, kala nyo ba? Mukha di bang hindi bikini, di ba? Thank you so much, Chi. Chi is my friend. Also, a um, blogger. Check nyo yung kanyang website. And Instagram account. I-follow nyo siya. And let's support small businesses, di ba? So, thank you so much, Chi, for this cute bikini na ginawa kong top for this video. Ah, di ba? Bongga. Anyway, marami tayong i-unpack sa story na to. Kaya naman, let's STFU and proceed to the story. Babala. Ang mga susunod na imahe, istorya, at description ay maaaring makapagdulot ng takot. Huwag magpatuloy kung kinakailangan. Itong story natin for today ay highly publicized criminal case noong 2000 na involved ang mga high-profile political figures. Okay, so the story began noong November 24, 2000 in broad daylight sa Sobel Rojas Street, isang busy intersection in Makati and Manila. 
kung saan si Salvador Babidaser, isang publicist sa Alday Province, together with his driver na si Emmanuel Corbito, was on their way to a lunch appointment with former President Fidel D. Ramos. Noong hinarang ng at least five heavily armed men, yung sinasakyan nilang white Toyota Revo. One of the men, wearing a jacket over a police uniform, ang pumersa kay Dacera na lumabas ng sasakyan nito at sumakay dun sa, sa, sa sasakyan nitong mga abductors. After nung pag-kidnap, wala nang nakakita sa kanila ever at yung incident ay gumawa ng ingay at yung tanong na sino yung nag-abduct or kumidnap nga kay Dacer at bakit. It's important to note that Dacer is a prominent PR or public relations sa bansa. He's not a household name pero yung mga nakakilala sa kanya recognize him as one of the most influential men in the Philippines. Si Dacer ay isang spin doctor or in layman's term, someone who helped advice, and aid political parties. Or mga politicians in that sense, natulungan silang ipresent yung kanilang image, policies, actions, at yung kanilang mga plataforma. And he is the PR expert to Ramos, Estrada, Arroyo, and gambling tycoon na si Dante Tan. And we all know with this kind of business, hindi may iwasan na magkaroon ng mga powerful enemies, right? Anyway, before we go further, let's have a quick background dito kay Dacer. Si Dacer had a humble beginning. Nagtrabaho siya as a waiter and janitor to finance his college education. Pagkatapos niya graduate, he went into broadcasting, una sa Bicol region, and then sa Manila. Over the years, he built up a network of allies in the press and formed a friendship with influential media people. Dacer also worked with his own media organizations like Custom Week Tabloid and Asia-Pacific News. Sabi ni Chris Polo June Iqban, editor ng Manila Daily Bulletin, and I quote, He employed very good writers who knew how to put spin on a news, end quote. Si Bobby G. De La Cruz naman, executive editor ng The Philippine Star, ang sabi, quote, unquote, He wouldn't ask you to kill a story derogatory to his client, but would plead that his client's side would be printed as well. Tungkol naman kay Emmanuel Corbito, wala masyadong information sa kanya aside sa pagiging driver ni Dacer. Four days later nung abduction, natagpuan yung sasakyan ni Dacer sa masukal na lugar just south of Manila. Wala na yung plate number at linis na rin ito from potential evidence. And then nung April 2001, merong natagpuan na dalawang sunog na katawan at sa ibang reports, it said na headless ito. Yung remains consist of burnt bones, metal dental plates, and a ring na nakita sa barangay Buna Lejos in Dangcavite. They were positively identified na sina Salvador Bobby Dacer and Emmanuel Corbito ng mga um, forensic pathologist and by their dentist. Pati na rin sa kanilang mga personal belongings. Sabi ng mga experts, both victims were killed 
by strangulation. Si Edwin Fargas, acting behalf of the Desir family, requested the National Bureau of Investigation uh, director to investigate. And then limang buwan makalipas yung investigation, yung NBI filed several complaints for kidnapping and double murder against several personnel sa Department of Justice. Yung preliminary investigation were conducted by the DOJ um, with the panel of prosecutors. Katulad ni Ruben B. Caretas, Jeronimo L.C., and Juan Pedro C. Nabera. Noong May 11, 2001, an information was filed by the prosecutors with the Regional Trial Court in Manila. At yung mga babanggiting ko na pangalan ay kinasuhan ng double murder na sina Jimmy L. Lopez, Alex B. Diloy, and William L. Lopez. All three are detained. Pasok din sa listahan si SPO4 Marino Soberano, SPO3 Mauro Torres, SPO3 Jose Escalante, si Crisostomo M. Purificacion, Digo de Pedro, Renato Malabanan, Jovencio Malabanan, Margarito Cueno, and Romel Rolan, all under the custody of PMTCIDG in Camp Crame, Quezon City. Kasama rin si Police Superintendent Glenn Dumlao, Police Captain Inspector Vicente Arnado, Police Inspector Roberto Langkaon, SPO4 Benjamin Taladua, SPO1 Rolando Lacasandile, Police Inspector Danilo Villanueva, SPO1 Mario Sarmiento, SPO1 William Reed, PO2 Thomas J. Sarmiento, SPO1 Reperto A. Nemeno, and two unknown John Doe's. Yes, Sobrang daming involved sa case na ito and on June 4, 2001, in si Police Superintendent Glenn Dumlao, he later executed a sworn statement implicating other police officers dito sa double murder case ni Desir Corbito. Katulad na lang ni Police Superintendent Michael Ray B. Aquino na isang Chief of Operations of the Presidential Anti-Organized Crime Task Force. Pati yung mga officers ng PAOCTF or itong Presidential Anti-Organized Crime Task Force including Police Superintendent Cesar Mangkao, PO3 Larry Ambre, and a certain rigor. So inakusahan nga nitong Dumlao, sina Aquino and Mangkao na personal aides ni Lacson as part of the group who planned the murder. Okay, bago tayo magpatuloy, gusto ko muna kayong tanungin mga kabetsyang. Do you ever wonder how I create my podcast? Gusto nyo bang magsimula na rin ng sarili ninyong show at i-conquer ang podcasting world pero worried kayo sa recording, editing, at iba pang masasamang elemento na maaaring pumigil sa vibe ninyo? Well, worry no more honey dahil sobrang easy na mag-start ng podcast ngayon using Anchor. Libre lang today. At sa mismong app, you can already record and edit your podcast. And publish it on various platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, at marami pang iba. As your detective, I can attest to the fact that Anchor is guilty for being the easiest way to make a podcast. So download it now 
on App Store, Play Store, or access it via the website www.anchor.fm for free. Anchor, everything you need to make a podcast. Now back to the episode. Mm-hmm. So GA number 154629, amended information reads na itong mga public officers na nabanggit ko kanina, being then members of the PNP and assigned dito sa PAOCTF, abducted Dacer and Corbito at the corner of Osmeña Highway and Zabel Rojas Street. At pagkatapos, dinala sila sa Indang Cavite with the evidence of premeditation, treachery, abuse of superior strength, nighttime and remoteness of the place, and with the deliberate intent to kill, conspiring, confabulating, and confederating with one another, committing offense, did then and there, willfully, unlawfully, and feloniously, kill Dacer and Corbito by strangulation, which immediate cause of their death and thereafter dispose their body by incineration to the damage and prejudice of the latter's heir. And then si Aquino and Mancao fled to the United States in July 2001. Pati si Dumlao fled the country noong May 2003. Noong May 2006 naman, the Manila Regional Trial Court ordered the arrest of Aquino and Mancao after finding probable cause to prosecute them and 18 others sa murder ni Deser and Corbito. In 2008 naman, si Aquino and Dumlao were arrested sa US after the Philippine government requested for their extradition. Ang gulo-gulo, di ba? Meron nang poverty, corruption, climate change ang bansa, tas may ganito pa. Mm-mm. Aloka. Ayon sa case analysis sa The Sercorbito Double Murder, hanggang ngayon, pinagdedebatihan pa rin yung reason ng pagpatay sa kanila. Pero merong tatlong motives. Una, si Joseph Estrada, which is yung president at the time, na ninong nung anak ni The Ser na si Amparo. Kaya ako nabanggit si Joseph Estrada dahil at that time, meron siyang corruption scandal at maraming mga Pilipino ang nagpapotesta para pababain siya sa pwesto. And si Estrada believe na kasabot itong si Deser sa alleged plot to undermine his presidency. Estrada claimed na yung plano dubbed as the 3D plot for disinformation, disaffection, and destabilization by Ramos to smear him with charges of corruption and incompetence. At naniniwala si Estrada na tinutulungan ni Deser si Ramos to destabilize his rule. At nakiusap si Luis Asistillo na tulungan i-boost ni Deser yung image ni Estrada which he agreed to do so. Pangalawa, yung BW scandal. Medyo kapit lang kayo mga kabetsang dahil nakakahilo ang usapang stock market. Uh-oh. So, short background lang sa isang company whose um, stock price rose a staggering 18,025% in one year. From 80 centavos no October 1998 to 145 pesos no October 1999. At yung consequences nito almost put the Philippine stock market into collapse. So, naalala nyo ba nung binanggit ko kanina yung gambling tycoon 
na si Dante Tan. Sino si Dante Tan at ano yung BW or Best World Resources Stock Scandal? Si Dante Tan ay friend ng former president na si Joseph Estrada. Contributor si Dante sa presidential campaign ni Estrada before. And he formed the Best World Gaming and Entertainment Corporation or BWGE in 1998. Allegedly, due to Dante's close relation, With then-President Estrada, yung company niya were able to secure a gambling license from PAGCOR or Philippine Amusement and Gaming Corporation. Noong December 1998, nanalo yung um, BWGE ng exclusive contract to operate a nationwide online bingo franchise as well as the wedding-like Quick Pick 2 gambling game. Sabi ni Alice Reyes, then chair of Pagcor sa congressional hearing na kuwaraw ng license etong BWGE dahil quote unquote it had the endorsement from the office of the president. Noong 1999 nakautang din ito ng 600 million pesos sa PNB or Philippine National Bank na dating pagmamayari ng gobyerno. Kaya naman yung mga stock traders and analysts nagkaroon ng malaking interest sa BW stock. Nagkaroon pa nga ng rumor na yung Macau's gambling mogul na si Stanley Ho ay gagawing chairman ng BW na nag-fuel lalo ng stock buying. Although nasa hindi magandang kalagayan ang stock market dahil sa 1997 financial crisis, nalagpasan ng BW yung direction or yung course na yon with its price continuously rising. Katulad ng nasabi ko kanina, within one year, October 1998, To October 1999, BW's stock price jumped from 80 centavos to 145 pesos. At one point, it even became the most traded stock in the Philippine Stock Exchange, beating perennial blue chip stock tell or Philippine Long Distance Telephone Co. So yung Stanley Ho na gambling mogul sa Macau visited the Philippines noong late 1999. Pero silang plano na mag-operate ng casino but it was heavily opposed by the Catholic Church. With Stanley Ho being accused as part of the Chinese triad, eventually yung plan did not materialize at ilang weeks lang after nung visit ng Stanley Ho sa Philippines, BW stock price plunged down to 30 pesos. At patuloy pa itong bumababa as weeks go by, even reaching below 1 peso. At yung thousand of stock traders and investors lost millions in the process. And because of this, the Philippine Stock Exchange stepped in para mag-investiga. They discovered several stock price manipulation strategies conducted by Dante Tan and his cohorts. So the strategy was Dante's sale of his shares to his friends and clients at discounted rate. Itong mga transaction na ito were reported sa PCE or Philippine Stock Exchange at nakasaad doon as twice the amount actually paid. This was made to create an impression that the stock was being traded actively. Nakita rin yung turnover ng BW Resources stock na nagsisirculate lang among 10 brokerage firms. In addition, the PSE or Philippine Stock Exchange accused BW Resources of engaging in wash sale or a sale transaction kung saan yung buyer at saka yung seller ng stock ay iisa. 
Kaya nung March 2002, may mga charges na denial against kay Dante and his cohorts or co-accused sa Regional Trial Court of Pasig. And then, ang dami pang nangyari sa BW scam na ito, kaya naman let's stop here. The question here is, anong kinalaman ni Dasser dito sa BW scandal? Well, siya lang naman yung crisis PR ni Dante when BW scandal broke out. So, merong isang version ng story known to a small circle of PNP officials during the height of uprising against Estrada. Pumunta raw si Dasser sa Malacanang para ipakita kay ERAP yung mga documents that would further implicate him sa BW scam. Dahil ERAP reportedly made millions of pesos from the stock manipulation ng BW resources na pagmamayari ng crony niya na si Dante Tan. Mm-hmm. Gets niya na? Tama. Sa meeting na iyon, sinabi ni Dasser kay Estrada na yung mga opposition was already aware sa existence ng mga documents and was already after the evidence. Dagdag pa ni Dasser, he would withhold the documents if Estrada in exchange for some consideration. According sa sources account, nagalit raw si Estrada at nung umalis si Dasser sa meeting, Estrada gestured toward Dasser's direction. Pangatlong posibleng motibo ay si Panfilo Lacson na may balls tumakbo sa pagka-presidente na allegedly mastermind ng murder nito ni Dasser at Corbito. Actually, sa affidavit ni Mancao, he said that a month before the murder, narinig niya si Ping na sinabi sa loyal aide nito na si Police Superintendent Michael Aquino to have Dasser killed. Sabi rin ng isang anak ni Dasser na si Sabina, sabi raw ng tatay niya, that if anything bad happens to him, Lacson would be blamed to this. Dahil maaring meron raw galit itong si Ping kay Dasser. Kasi nung tumakbo siya as police chief, yung isa sa mga competitors niya na si retired Roberto Lastimoso, yung PR guy nun at that time ay walang iba kundi si Bobby Dasser. Mm-mm. Hey Betchangs! Want to start your own podcast pero worried about what goes through the production process? Girl, if hindi mo pa naririnig, may I share with you Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Just download it via the App Store, Play Store, or access it from the website www.anchor.fm for free. Tapos meron silang creation tools doon that will allow you to record and edit your podcast right away. You also don't have to worry about the distribution on different platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and others dahil Anchor will do the job for you. Now back to the episode. Meron pang araw letter itong si Dasser kay Estrada which he vehemently opposed Lacson for the PNP chief post. Noong 2010, Ping fled the country to evade arrest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He left for Hong Kong noong January 5, 2010, ilang days bago i-file ng DOJ yung murder charges against him. Sa statement ni Lacson, he admitted na tumakas siya to avoid quote-unquote harassment from the Arroyo administration. Kasi nga at that time, ousted na si Erap dahil sa EDSA DOS at yung mga charges against him ng ombudsman sa Sandigang Bayan 
Kaya yung vice president ni Erap na si Arroyo, yung naging presidente. And actually, sinisisi ni Lacson si Arroyo sa pagkakadawit niya sa Dazer Corbito murder case. Claiming na yung mga witness were coerced, implicating him. At sa mga hindi nakakala mo, itong si Lacson is a staunch critic of Arroyo. And he made a reputation through the sensational expose he made on the Senate floor sa mga kabalastugan or wrongdoing sa administrasyon ni Arroyo. Anyway, Ping Lacson up to this day, deny his involvement sa Dazer Corbito case at patuloy na tinatanggi na wala siyang nilabag na batas nung tumakas siya papuntang ibang bansa. Sabi niya sa presidential forum noong February 4 lang this year, organized by the kapisalan ng mga broadcaster ng Pilipinas, and I quote, wala akong violate kasi nga merong jurisprudence yung Tuliao case. Kasi sinasabi sa jurisprudence, maski hindi ka magpasailalim sa physical Uh, custody, ay pwede pa rin umandar ang kaso, yun po ang aking ginawa kasi yung abogado ko na tiyempong alam yung batas, end quote. Yung journalist na si Ed Lengao asked him how's evading arrest squares with an ex-senator and former law enforcer and if it could set a precedent for others in similar situation. Ang sabi niya, quote-unquote, no it's a choice. It is an option that I took. Kung ang option ko ay hindi magpakulong pero paandarin yung kaso, mag-file ng pleading, ibang usapan na kung ang requirement before lumabas yung Tuliao case ay eh, kailangan magpasailalim ka. End quote. Hindi ko alam kung ako lang may nakaka-feel na very suspicious yung pagkataon ni Lacson at very shady. At alam niyo ba that he was also being accused sa Krotong Baleleng rub-out case. Naganap yun noong May 1995, which we are going to talk about in the future episodes So, stay tuned. Anyway, noong 2009, Mangkao arrived in Manila and pleaded not guilty sa mga cases against him sa Manila court. And he later agreed to turn state witness in the case. Pero come 2011, the Court of Appeals ruled Mangkao was unreliable witness, citing inconsistencies and contradictions sa kanyang affidavit. The next year, January 2012, Tinanggal si Mangkao sa Witness Protection Program at tinurn over sa NBI after the Supreme Court confirmed the appellate court ruling declaring him unfit to serve as a state witness. Sabi ng korte in a quote, Under oath, he contradicted himself on material points. Inconsistencies and material contradiction affect the credibility of Cesar Mangkao and the veracity of his statements. End quote. Sa dismissal ng petition niya to be discharged as co-accused, Mangkao went back to being an accused in the case. Pero ang nakakaloka dito, he escaped from the custody of NBI noong May 2013 after niya ma-discharge as a state witness. Supposedly, ililipat na siya sa Manila City Jail on the orders of Judge Carolina Icasiano Season ng Branch 18 of the Manila Regional Trial Court. At nakita pa sa security camera yung casual na paglalakad sa premise ng NBI building, wearing a baseball cap at carrying a bag. Fast forward to 2017 during the administration ni Duterte, sumirender siya sa mga police. Nagkaroon siya ng surprising comeback noong 2019 nung tumakbo siya for may pag-asa party list representative noong midterms elections pero natalo. And he was able to do all this kahit na may kaso na nakapataw sa kanya. At ito pa'y nakakadire dahil itong tao na to na nagtatago at merong kaso, 
now leads a body investigating and monitoring cybercrime. Bitch, what the fuck? Yes, noong September 2020 lang, kinumpirma ng Malacanang na si Cesar Mangkao ay executive director or chief ng CICC or Cybercrime Investigation and Coordination Center. Sabi ni Roque na dating human rights lawyer turned fascist enabler, and I quote, We are confident that Mr. Mangkao's professional credentials would contribute in cybercrime prevention in the country. We wish him good luck in his new assignment. End quote. Remember yung Michael Aquino na um, trusted aide ni Lacson? He was extradited sa Pilipinas noong 2011. He was jailed sa NBI pero for some reason tinilaya siya noong 2012 after i-dismiss ng Manila Regional Trial Court yung mga charges against him. Yung huling pagkakalam sa whereabouts niya ay nasa Manila siya at nagkatrabaho as a security consultant for a big corporation. Si Ping Lacson, on the other hand, na tumatakbo sa pagka-presidente this election, uh, May 2022, was cleared by the Court of Appeals noong 2011. Court of Appeals dismissed on the grounds that there were no probable cause to issue a warrant of arrest against Lacson. Kahit na yung actions niya before na pagtakas at pagtatago, screams guilty, I mean... Also, yung nag-implicate sa kanya na si Mangkao, saying na si Lacson yung nagmastermind ng murder ni Dacer and Corbito ay nag-apologize sa kanya. Samantala, the Department of Justice cleared Estrada sa Dacer Corbito case. Sabi ni former Justice Secretary Laila de Lima, the NBI looked into the alleged involvement of ERA. Investigators initially pursued the case but they hit blank wall. Wala raw single piece of evidence ang nakita that would warrant a preliminary investigation against kay ERA. Up until today, yung Dacer Corbito case ay isa sa napakaraming unsolved na case sa bansa. So that's it for me today. Thank you, thank you so much na paranood. Inumanga na ako obviously sa kakatalak. Let me know your thoughts sa comment section below. Yung case ito, I believe uh, yung Dacer sister still seek justice for their father. Pero wala akong nabasa tungkol sa kamag-anak ni Corbito na naghahanap din ng justice para sa kanya. Grabe no, sa case na ito, makikita mo kung gano'ng karumi yung politika. Ay wait, let me rephrase that. Sa case na ito, makikita mo na super corrupted ng mga tao at gagawin nila lahat na sa tingin nila magbe-benefit sila. At sa case na ito, kitang-kita natin na those in power can get easily away with anything. At ito, napansin ko rin na super bilis nating mga Pilipino makalimot. Hindi ko alam kung ano meron. Like for example, si Erap na merong plunder case nung panahon niya, presidency niya. Pero nakatakbo pa na mayor sa Manila. Despite all the scandals, despite mga kaso at pagiging convict niya, inelect pa rin siya at pinagkatiwalaan ng mga tao. I don't get it. And si Ping Lacson na sobrang daming controversies all throughout his career, being complacent and enabler sa mga nagdaang administrasyon, pero people are still willing to vote for him this coming election. Again, what was the reason? At syempre, huwag na tayong lumayo dahil meron laging honorable mention ang mga Marcoses. O, oh, diba? Gusto mo yun? Lahat na lang sa kanila may kaso from Imelda 
ay me and Bongbong. Pero mayroon pa rin silang lakas ng loob na tumakbo at lokohin yung mga tao. Mm-mm. And despite sa mga free information online at mga factual evidence against sa mga Marcoses, may mga tao pa rin talaga na sumusupport sa kanila. So, again, what's not clicking? Sa mga butante, please do the younger generation a favor. Huwag kayong bumoto ng trapo, sinungaling, walang plataforma, may kaso at higit sa lahat, hindi makatao, bliss lang. At hindi plataforma ang Unity Tech. Ayusin nyo yan. Diyos ko. Anyway, going back to clearly he enabled yung mga wrongdoings ng mga uh, taong pinagtatrabahuhan niya as a PR guy. Pero deserve ba niya yung sinapit niya? I don't think so. And sa tingin ko, maari kasi siyang maging state witness laban sa mga taong pinagtatrabahuhan niya na involved sa mga scandals. Kaya siya tinumba. And si Corbito, yung driver niya, I believe walang knowledge sa mga kaganapan. Pero nadamay siya. Pero hopefully, lagi kong sinasabi at the end of my video, yung mga um, un- unsolved cases sa Philippines, sana magkaroon ng kasagutan para yung mga family ng mga nasawi ay magkaroon ng, ng closure. At kahit papaano justice para dun sa yumao nilang mahal sa buhay, kung hindi man ngayon, in the near future. Kasi naniniwala ako na what's done in the darkness will come to light. Oh, divine. Kayo naman, let me know your thoughts, your comments, your opinions, or violent reactions sa case na ito. Sa comment section below, mag-usap-usap tayo mga kalatsyang. So that's it for me today. Thank you, thank you so much for watching. As always, please keep safe and healthy, and I'll see you guys on my next video. Bye!